Hey, cashiers. We Have the Receipts podcast is coming at you live from Netflix is a Joke Fest in Los Angeles. Chris, are you kidding? No, Netflix is a joke, Courtney, but this is not one of them. Our listeners in LA have the chance to join us for a live recording of our podcast, We Have the Receipts, hosted by me, Chris Burns. And me, Courtney Revolution. Join us and a few surprise guests from your favorite Netflix reality shows on Saturday, May 4th at 1 p.m. at a secret location in Hollywood. To be announced. Get your tickets for the We Have the Receipts live show at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. That's todoom, T-U-D-U-M dot com slash W-H-T-R. Tickets are limited. If you can't make it to the show, we still want to hear your beautiful voice. Leave us a message at speakpipe.com slash We Have the Receipts. You may even hear your own voice on the show. Grab a ticket at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. And we'll see you on May 4th in Los Angeles. Bye, cashiers. I'm Rebecca Lavoie, and this is You Can't Make This Up. You Can't Make This Up is the podcast where we uncover the true stories behind your favorite Netflix documentaries and films. Today, we take a sneak peek at next week's episode on the Netflix documentary series, Trainwreck, Woodstock 99. Even if it happened before you were born, you probably grew up knowing about Woodstock, that 1969 rock festival where groovy bands played before an audience of anti-war hippies creating a psychedelic weekend of peace, love, and understanding. Over the years, there have been multiple efforts to recreate the spirit of Woodstock, including an underperforming festival on the Silver Anniversary. Original organizer Michael Lang and promoter John Scher were determined Woodstock 99 would recapture the communal atmosphere of the original, but do something the 1969 festival failed to do, turn a profit. Uh, Everyone said... No fucking way. That's a bad idea. But John has stepped in to overrule the entire board and saying, well, I'm the CEO, we're doing this. So we were left with doing Woodstock again. But the seeds of failure were sown from the beginning. The site infrastructure was overwhelmed with too few toilets, too much trash, and not nearly enough clean water. Vendors price gouged the attendees. The July heat wave baked the crowd. Security was lax. Women were unsafe. And instead of legendary classic rock artists, the headliners were thrash metal and alternative bands, the kind that drew mosh pit flailing fans. On the final night, all these crises culminated into a riot where the concert goers looted vendors, destroyed fences, and set fires. There were people hanging from the speaker towers. It was like, like, Planet of the Apes. Once you become part of a herd, you become like animals. And all of these people were acting like animals. Now, I'm a fan of 90s music myself. So I loved seeing some of the biggest artists on the biggest stage. But Trainwreck Woodstock 99 is much more than a music documentary. It's an examination of the slow burn of a fiasco. 
Personally, I couldn't stop thinking about one of the series' major themes, the sensibilities of baby boomers clashing with the sensibilities of millennials. Next week, you'll hear my interview with Trainwreck producer Cassie Thornton and director Jamie Crawford. The original Woodstock will be remembered for the drugs and free love and was animated by the 1960s anti-war movement. To me, it seemed the organizers didn't appreciate how the times had changed. The 99 version of Woodstock had the drugs and nudity, but didn't have the same kind of unifying social message. In fact, many of the bands played aggressive music with their own ideas about rebellion. I asked Cassie and Jamie about this generational disconnect. Well, I think, you know, to say the entire um, social plane at that point was about toxic masculinity is minimizing it. But certainly the music at this festival was certainly geared to, to an audience that was these, you know, young, predominantly white teenage men. And so you get them all in one place at one time. And it's not necessarily a recipe for disaster, but if you put, you know, lay all those uh, brick by brick things that went wrong during the course of the three days, it certainly became a recipe for disaster. Well, I think it's actually, it's well, it's a good point to make that Cassie says about the music that was specifically at that festival, because it was designed, you know, that when you when John Chair was telling us about how he booked the bands that he booked, he not only booked sort of the most commercially popular bands of the day, but also the bands who had the kind of fans who would come to an event like that. Hence, you don't see Britney, whose teeny bopper fans, you know, may not have had parents who would let them go up and camp in upstate New York for three days. And you get this very kind of polarized um, group that are, that are represented. So I don't think it's, it's kind of symptomatic of the whole of society, that sort of white young male angst at that time. But I think it was certainly, um, a symptom of, uh, of the, the, vo- the most volatile portion of the people who attended with Salt 99. That's next week on You Can't Make This Up. Trainwreck Woodstock 99 is streaming right now on Netflix. If you like You Can't Make This Up, please rate and review the show and share it with your friends. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And make sure to subscribe to or follow the show to stay tuned for all new episodes. Our music is by Kelly Mack at Netflix Music Lab. You Can't Make This Up is a production of Netflix. I'm Rebecca Lavoie. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>